What's up, world? I'm Cameron McCain. This is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actress Jennifer Lawrence and the biggest movie on the planet right now, Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix. But let's first start with Jennifer Lawrence. She has had the best decade an actress could have possibly had to start out her enormous career. Her first big movie role is in an independent film, Winter's Bone, which I really thought was good. I saw it the other day for the first time, and I really thought it was a really good performance. She, of course, got an Oscar nomination from that. She went on to star in the X-Men First Class franchise, Hunger Games. She was a big franchise-type actress, but I didn't really think she was a great actress from watching First Class or from watching Hunger Games or even that. The first time I really understood, Jennifer Lawrence has the potential to be the best actress or actor, period, in the world is watching her on Silver Linings Playbook, a movie that had Bradley Cooper, who at that point, I'd already seen the, I'd already seen the Hangover, I'd already been a huge fan of Bradley Cooper to that point, and then Robert De Niro, who of course, we all know how great an actor Robert De Niro is, she is the best thing in that movie. Without her in that movie, that movie does not work. Jennifer Lawrence completely took over that movie that had the potential to be a Bradley Cooper movie, to be a Robert De Niro movie. Both of those actors also also got nominated for Oscars for that movie. But there is no doubt in my mind that that movie only works because of what Jennifer Lawrence is doing in that movie. And the scene I think about most when I think about that movie is the diner scene where they go on their first date, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence's character, and she has a mini meltdown. It is some of the best acting I've ever seen. There's also the scene with Robert De Niro where she tells him how much she knows about football, and they make the bet about the dance Scene. That's just one of the best scenes there, too. I mean, she just kills in that movie. Every time she's on screen in that movie, she's just dominating Chris Tucker's in that movie. That is a really, really good movie. And I think it's become underrated at that point. And her collaborations with David O. Russell, it's just one of the best actresses, director duos you can imagine. I mean, they made Silver Lines Playbook. Then they made American Hustle. And again, she's not even the lead in that movie, but she, I really like her character more than I like the Amy Adams character in that movie. And I really, I'm a really big fan of Amy Adams, but I really think Jennifer Lawrence is the best female performance in that movie. I mean, her scenes with Christian Bale and then her character in that. She just, she's just doing something different. Then the rest of them, it feels like it's her own movie. Like, I want to see a movie about that character. Of course, her character puts the house on fire a few times in American Hustle. It's nuts. I mean, that movie is just, again, nuts, too. And then you have Joy. And I was the only one in my family who likes the movie Joy. She got nominated for an Oscar for that. She made a movie about a person that made a mob interesting. I really think. And again, her scenes with Bradley Cooper in that one. The duo she's formed with Bradley Cooper, they've done four movies together. Three of them are brilliant. I mean, Silver Linings, American Household, Joy. They're some of my favorite movies ever. I want more of that duo because they are both so interesting. And there was also a part of me that when I saw the movie A Star is Born, I really thought to myself, listen, I knew Lady Gaga could sing. There is a small part of me that would think I want to see the movie where Jennifer Lawrence is The Star is Born. I mean, I just think it would have been interesting because 
so many of the Star is Born thing have been Barbara Streisand has done it and Lady Gaga has done it and they were really star performers. I think it would be interesting to do that movie with a really talented actress who's not well known for singing or being a pop star or being a musician. I think that movie could have been really interesting if we had Bradley Cooper with Jennifer Lawrence, who in my mind is the best actor, actress duo we got going. I mean, they are in the realm of, to me, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen Stewart. Those are just actor, actresses, duos that I want to see in movies together. I want 12 more movies of Bradley Cooper and, and Jennifer Lawrence. I want want that. I want them to be in movie after movie after movie together. They don't even have to be a couple. In American Household, they're barely, they're only seen like once or twice in the same scenes. I just want movies with them in it because they're just so good performers. They just kill it every time. Silver Linings, it's just such a good movie. American Household, such a good movie. Joy. The scenes with them together in Joy are the best scenes in the movie Joy. Another movie that had Robert De Niro in it and a lot of really good performances in that movie. Edgar Ramirez is in that movie. He's really good. Joy is an underrated movie that gets put down because it's not... Again, the plot to me really isn't that interesting, but Jennifer Lawrence makes it interesting. That's what she has the power to do, people. She has the power to make things interesting. I think Jennifer Lawrence has had the best of both worlds in the early stages of her career, where she was in X-Men and she was in Hunger Games while also making artistic films like Silver Linings, American Hustle, Joy. I think she had the best thing. And again, she has some of the best acting in a superhero movie in X-Men Days of Future Past. I don't even like her character in the other movies, but in Days of Future Past, she's really going for something where her character mystique is tempting to kill someone for the first time it is some of the best acting you will see in a superhero movie and then in hunger games it's really interesting how her how her character Katniss Everdeen is dealing with fame and how Jennifer Lawrence in real life is going through something similar to Katniss Everdeen I mean it's similar one of them is becoming really famous while the other one in real life is becoming really famous. I thought that the parallels between the two are really fascinating. And I think, listen, I'm not the biggest Hunger Games fan. I really thought the second one is the best movie of the franchise. I've seen all four of them time and time again. Her acting in it is spectacular, but it's the other movies to me where she really shines more. And Days of Future Past is, in, is her best big blockbustery performance I think I've seen from her. Again, I haven't seen the other stuff. I haven't seen the one with Chris Pratt and I haven't seen the one where she plays an assassin. I haven't really seen the recent stuff that are supposed to be big blockbuster movies that nobody liked. I did, however, see her most controversial movie to date, which is Mother, the 2017 movie, the biblical movie with Darren Aronofsky, who's a, again, he's a polarizing director. This is a biblical movie, allegorical. She's basically playing Mother Earth, Javier Bardem, Ed Harris is in the movie, Christian Wiig is in this movie. This movie is nuts, and this movie is polarizing, and Jennifer Lawrence was nominated for a Razzie. People love to tear people down. I think it's something we as a culture love to do. We love to build up Jennifer Lawrence out of nothing and then say, wait a second, you're not doing that thing I like that you were doing? We don't like you anymore. The mother is a departure from Jennifer Lawrence being somebody who's snarky, being somebody who talks a lot. She barely talks in the movie Mother. She's soft-spoken. She's not loud. 
It's a really scary performance, which I think is why it's a good performance because it's what they were going for. I think the one person you can compare Jennifer Lawrence to is Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts was in Mystic Pizza. Julia Roberts was in Pretty Woman. She was in Steel Magnolia. She was in Hook. She was everyone's favorite actress. And then she kind of went through a period of making somewhat questionable movies and people questioning her her fame. She wasn't doing the Pretty Woman thing anymore. There will be a second act of Jennifer Lawrence that won't be the Silver Linings playbook Jennifer Lawrence. She won't be the American Hustle Jennifer Lawrence. But I will think there will be a second act, a second act, a burst of her making good movie after good movie after good movie. We've seen it from Julia Roberts. We've seen it from Jodie Foster, who, again, Jodie Foster is somebody who made movies when she was young, and then she came back with Silence of the Lambs, and we loved her again. There will be a time where we love Jennifer Lawrence again, and then we can recognize how great the first act of her career was, and maybe the second act is more questionable, but the third act, the comeback act, will happen, and I, for one, can't wait for it, because I am a huge fan of Jennifer Lawrence and what she brings to movies. She's interesting as a person. She is is more interesting as a person than she maybe is as a performer, and I think she can elevate movies in a way that most people cannot. I don't think many people take into consideration how young Jennifer Lawrence was and how convincing she was in some of her more mature roles. In American Hustle, she was 22 years old playing a wife and she had a child in Silver Linings Playbook. She's playing a widow at 20 years old in Mother. She's not even 20. She's not even 30 yet. In Joy, she's like 26. She's gone through all of this and she She's not even 30 years old and she's already had more movies and more hits than most people in their career. She's already been part of two franchises, had massive indie hits, and now she's going through that stage where you don't really like her. And again, Julia Roberts went through this. I think Jodie Foster went through this. There will be a time where Jennifer Lawrence gets recognized again for being great in movies because guess what? She's a star and stars go through waves and they go through ups and downs. And I, for one, can't wait for the next Jennifer Lawrence wave. But I think we all have to remember how great the first wave was. Winter Bones, X-Men First Class Franchise, Hunger Games Franchise, Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle, Joy Mother. There is no one else like her. There's never been a start of career so on fire as Jennifer Lawrence. She deserves your respect. Go see these movies. Jennifer Lawrence is already, to me, one of the all-time great actresses. She just is, period. She's one of the best actresses I've ever seen. Now let's switch gears and talk about Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix and directed by Todd Phillips. Here's a quick synopsis of the movie that I think most of you have seen to this point. Arthur Fleck, who is a struggling clown slash stand-up comic dealing with a mental disorder, learns the truth about his dark past, and this leads him down a path to become the clown prince of crime, the Joker. My first thoughts is I like this movie really a lot. I think it's the best movie I've seen this year so far. First off, I want to say Joaquin Phoenix is brilliant as the Joker. How cold he is while killing people is astounding. I think Todd Phillips finds a really great way to connect Joker to Batman and create a visually disturbing Gotham City. Again, just the Gotham, like the New York of it all, like the Joaquin Phoenix of it all, it just all works to 
me so well. I don't understand people who don't like the movie. I think it can be over the top violent, yes, but so was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and that's another movie. This would be in my top five movies, and I don't get people... I get people dissing Todd Phillips because he made movies like The Hangover and like Old School and Due Date and all these funny movies that you don't take very seriously, even though I love Todd Phillips. I love all those movies. I love Starsky and Hutch. He's one of my favorite directors ever. I even loved War Dogs that most people are kind of up and down on. I really like Todd Phillips as a director, and this just makes me like him more, not less, that he would make this movie, this comic book movie, and make its tone so serious yet there were some riveting really funny moments in it I think Philip said if most people are going to go to the theaters to see a superhero movie why not make one about the world's most famous villain and why not make it about something and for me to people say it's not about something is just nuts I think the film is a dark movie that uses an iconic character to talk about complicated issues like how we should treat people that we don't know and the cultural divide between the one percent and the other 99 percent i think those are real human issues that we're all going through like rich people in this movie are kind of evil and that's what the movie is saying and then it's talking about how a lot of people in this movie don't tell arthur fleck the truth and they treat him like he's living a lie like his mom's lying to him his therapist is somewhat lying to him i mean he's not treated right by people he knows and he's definitely not treated right by people he doesn't know you should treat people kindly i think it's a pretty good message to put in a comic book movie yes it's dark it's overcomplicated violence it's it's a difficult movie to sit through but overall those are two pretty good messages that i got from the movie so for people to not say oh what is this movie even about what was the point of all of this i think it's about that treat people well and again the the cultural divide between the 1%, which is really evident right now in politics. I think it's pretty what's going on in America right now. It's pretty on top of things. If you ask me, I like that the Joker was about those two things in particular. Again, Joaquin Phoenix was brilliant, but there were some other really good performances. Zazie Beetz, I really liked her. Francis Conroy, Brett Cullen are all really good in small, substantial roles. I'm not going to give too much spoilery scenes away from this movie but i will talk about two scenes that i think make this the best movie i've seen this year and the first one is the scene where arthur fleck meets bruce wayne for the first time i'm not going to reveal anything about the scene it is just a chilling moment iconic moment i love this moment so much And the second scene is the scene between Joaquin Phoenix and Robert De Niro. And you can't tell me as movie fans you didn't enjoy this scene. This is Joaquin Phoenix, maybe the best actor, not named Ryan Gosling or not named Leonardo DiCaprio working right now. And you have Robert De Niro, who at one point was the best actor on the world going toe-to-toe. It was a talk show scene. The scene itself is nuts. It's horrifying. It's overall spectacular. It will leave you speechless. I'm not going to describe the scene that much because I don't want to give it away. But just to have two iconic actors, one younger, one older, going toe-to-toe, how does that not get you Uh, amped up it is just a nut scene and for Todd Phillips to bring these two together just that alone made the Joker worth it to me 
just to have Joaquin Phoenix and Robert De Niro in a movie together made this movie worth it to me. Like, I just don't understand the negativity about this movie. Again, it's a really cold, dark moment, but to say that it's not good or to say Joaquin Phoenix isn't being good in this movie and to say this isn't the best thing I've seen Robert De Niro in and since forever, like, what, what what's the point? The, I just don't get the point of the... I hating on this movie. I really don't get it. This is Joaquin Phoenix' first big-time movie since Walk the Line. This is a guy who went on the big star movie path. He was in Gladiator. He was in the movie Signs with Mel Gibson. He has kind of become an independent icon, such in movies like The Master, Inherent Vice. He's really good in a lot of James Gray's movies. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is one of the best actors, but unlike Leonardo DiCaprio, who's kind of gone the big-time studio movies like Leonardo DiCaprio is making big time studio movies with big time studio directors and Joaquin Phoenix is kind of like this underground iconic actor who does smaller type movies but does really big dark roles and this is him doing a really big dark time role that just happens to be a comic book movie and there'll be so many people I've heard this said a lot on the podcast that I listened to this is just another comic book movie. I cannot tell you how dumb that is and I've heard the comparisons to Venom. Venom is dr- dull. It's boring. The relationships in Venom to me don't work at all. The premise of Venom is that Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams are supposed to be a romantic couple and then they break up within like the first 10 minutes of the movie. Venom is a mess. I don't think this movie is a mess. I think this movie is is more clear and concise than Venom could ever imagine. And it's also way more entertaining, way better acting performances from the supporting characters and the lead characters. I love Tom Hardy. Joaquin Phoenix is a thousand times better as Joker than Tom Hardy is as Venom. There's not even a debate that can be made. So that because Venom came out last year and Joker came out this year, that is the only comparison you can make between those movies. I think Joker is maybe a masterpiece and Venom is not. It's just not. Uh, Again, I, I... I really like comic books. I really like the character of Joker. I really loved Heath Ledger's performance. I think Heath Ledger is a better Joker. I was really rooting for Jared Leto to be a good Joker. Yes, maybe the fact that I want Joaquin Phoenix to be a great Joker is why I'm saying he's a great Joker. But to me, there's no doubt he actually is a great Joker. It's a really great performance. The laughing was kind of annoying, but the build-up to him becoming the Joker was brilliant. And I really actually want more of him playing the Joker. I want a movie where his Joker meets Robert Pattinson's Batman. Anything. I would take a Joker too. I want more Joaquin Phoenix as a Joker. And that's the best thing I can say about this movie. I want Todd Phillips to direct more dark movies, not all comedies. I want him to develop as a director. I think we've seen comedy guys like Adam McKay direct more serious movies, and now Todd Phillips is doing that. I'm not going to diss him. I don't agree with everything Todd Phillips has said about the movie, but him making the movie, he made the best possible Joker movie I think that could have been made. 
This is the best movie DC has made since The Dark Knight. This is more in the darkness path that they should go. Because their characters in their comic books are more dark than Marvel's. Batman is more dark than Captain America. Captain America can be in the public. He can be Steve Rogers all he wants. Bruce Wayne has to hide. Joker is more creepy and dark than Doctor Doom. So the fact that these movies get criticized for being dark, I think is stupid. Because I think the whole point of DC is that they're a more darker company than Marvel. Marvel's, the only thing about Marvel that's kind of dark is the X-Men thing of it all, because the public doesn't love X-Men, but every other Marvel superhero is loved by the public. Batman is not always loved by the public. Superman, I guess, is the most weenie of the Mar- of the DC characters, but he can get kind of dark too. I think DC is inherently more dark, and the thing that they have over Marvel that Marvel will never be able to have is a villain as interesting as the Joker. This is, they could do, DC could legitimately make more movies about their dark villains. They have Two-Face, they have Lex Luthor, like there are some dark guys that DC could make movies about. If you told me tomorrow that Jesse Eisenberg was actually going to get his own movie where he would be able to play Lex Luthor again, I'd sign up for that. Who wouldn't at this point? Maybe you could get another actor. But that's where DC should go. They should be darker than Marvel because their comic books, their characters are way more darker than Marvel. Like, they should not be trying to make Marvel movies. That's not what DC should be trying to do. They should be trying to make Jokers. They shouldn't be trying to make... For instance, Shazam. I haven't seen it. I think it's a really good... I think I'm going to like it. But I think it's a light movie. And if I think... I think if it were a Marvel movie, it would have made a ton more money because Marvel is just better at making like characters like they made ant-man popular if marvel made shazam i think it would have made like 500 million dollars but because dc made it it made 200 million dollars but there is not a marvel villain that you could make a movie about I don't think Loki has enough there to make a movie about him. He's a demigod or whatever. It's not that interesting. Joker is a flawed character. We want to see more flawed characters. He's dark. His The reason why he's a Joker is going to be a dark movie. I think with a Joker, you get what you expected. And if you were surprised, I just don't understand why you, why you were surprised. The last thing I'll say about Joker is that Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix deserve award nominations for their work because their collaboration together I think was brilliant and it's the type of director actor movie I want to see that's all I can say I really enjoyed Joker and I don't understand people who didn't I get that it's violent but guess what it's a violent movie DC is dark DC is darker than Marvel and they should go down this path I'm looking forward to the Birds of Prey movie Margot Robbie one of their biggest stars they got Joaquin Phoenix make movies about the villains because that's the edge that DC has over Marvel. Their villains are more interesting than their heroes and they're darker. Go see Joker if you haven't already. Again, you go into it with an open mind because I think it's a dark, gritty movie about something. It's a 
about issues like how we should treat people and the cultural divide by the 1%. That's what I think the movie is about. And I think it's kind of clear that it's about that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. But one thing I'm, I know I'm not wrong on, Joker is one of the best movies made in 2019. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There will be a new episode of Pop Culture Spotlight every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. This week, I put the spotlight on actress Jennifer Lawrence in the movie Joker. Next week, I'm talking about the hit HBO show Succession and the movie action film Cold Pursuit starring Liam Neeson. Tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.